Welcome to the WADT Podcast. Each year in Singapore, there are over 7,000 divorces and annulments. And for many of them, they are acrimonious. This year, the Government of Singapore conducted several conversations with members of the public to find a way to make divorces more amicable. An amicable divorce is undoubtedly beneficial for all parties involved, especially the children. But is it possible? Our guest today is Himli Ali, and he has been divorced from his wife for about a year. And his divorce was, guess what? Amicable. Today, Hafiz and I will be finding out how they did it. Welcome. Welcome, Hemli. Yeah. Thank you, Paxton. Thank you, Hafiz, for having me here. Hemli, you are a father of five children. Uh, five and, children, uh, four girls and, and a boy. Yeah, one already got married even. Uh, uh, yes, and yes. Uh, two of them are below 21, but in their late teens, yeah. I suppose. Uh. Yeah, they're in the age of uh, between 28, the eldest, to 18, the youngest. I see, I see. So, to all our uh, guests, we will ask this surprise question. Okay, so uh, the question is, what do you think fatherhood is about? Okay, fatherhood is about um, uh, a sense of responsibility, I will say. Right? A responsibility under uh, uh, the care. Uh, you know, you, you care for your children. The fact that you have a title of father Therefore, you have a children, <laughs> your children to care for. If you don't have any children, then you are husband if you're married. So the responsibility of fatherhood is actually to give the best uh, resources, care, love uh, to, to my children. Yeah. So this, this question is very much relevant to the topic today because if a mar uh, divorce, uh, I mean, there's no children, no children divorce, I think it will be much uh, easier uh, for the yes. couple but when there are children that's where the the complexity is and uh yes. to many also uh no divorce is something that um you know something that you know when when the marriage are in the rocks people start uh you know thinking about it but when they think about the children you know they tend to you know soften soften down right <laughs> yes yes yeah but you know, in my case half is uh uh to to give the benefit of the whole situation uh is uh because thinking of my children and thinking of uh, my partner, divorce is necessary. For the tell us your story. Maybe you can start from, well, I don't know where the beginning is, but tell <laughs> us, you know, tell us a story, you know, how, how it led to, uh, you know, the divorce, how do you decide and more, and also very interestingly, because yours uh, ended up to be very amicable. And I think our listeners will really be amazed how amicable your divorce was. Yes, uh, yes. Tell us the story, please. Okay. Uh, it all started in uh, 2015, <laughs> about, I think, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I was a disciplinarian, you know, authoritarian at home, especially in the space of cleanliness and orderliness at home. So uh, it's like, you know, the, the, the sergeant or the general at home. Yeah. RSM. <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing is that, my parenting style is only one style which i observe from my father i never gone through any uh, uh father or marriage uh, sorry fatherhood uh, classes uh parenting classes yeah so what i observe what i've been treated by my dad how my dad raised me up 
uh, with the rotan and all that. Yeah, that's how I did it. But obviously, I don't rotan my kids. Uh, so that was a uh, disciplinary. And so in in 2015, when my kids are uh, in the uh, mid to late teenagers, uh, they come to me verbally, uh, protesting about my parenting style. Uh, and that was the first time in my entire uh, 22 years of marriage, yeah, uh, that I got I got confronted by my kids, uh, and so much so that. Uh, there's a lot of tension at home. I have to leave the house and stay with my mom for one week. For the very first time, uh, Parkson and Hafiz, I tend to reflect back. What's happening? Why is this happening to me now? Why are the kids, which I've given so much resources, attention, if I could, uh, is giving me these negative vibes now? Yeah. Uh, then I say, okay, probably the aha moment came. I should be, I should change my parenting style. Yes, disciplinarian could be when they are young, but when they are teenagers, 12 years and above, you should be a friend to them. Yeah. Uh, and talk to them like a young adults. Yeah. Uh, but I did not, I, I did not, uh, uh, I did not change. Uh, I, I maintained throughout. So that was my first, first instant of aha moment. So I changed, I decided to step back, release, uh, not not be so strict, you know, and just close one eye on the things when I go back. But uh, as much as I try, uh, it was not enough. <laughs> so, and um, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, my, my, my wife at that time uh, also have some baggage with me, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in all aspects, so I decided to uh, to change, uh, and then I went back to uh, the house, being a a new version of myself. I thought, but it was never enough. But I know deep inside I need to change, uh, with respect to how I treat my children. Yeah, it's not about them; it's about me. Uh, I cannot change them, but the one thing that I can do, I can change myself. Himley, so, I, I see the I see the word change being used so many times. Uh. Yeah. So I suppose uh, you mentioned about the trigger being your one of the trigger of change is your children start uh, giving feedback about yes. the way you parent. What are the trigger? The strong trigger? Any strong trigger? You know that made you really you know I decide that I have to change or else you know somebody will get hurt. You know. The, 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 the statement made by them is that, Papa, you do not know us. You do not know your own children. That was, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a, a, a biggie to, that, that was a, a huge thing to swallow. To me, I give my all, my resources, my time. And whenever, I travel a lot, yeah? But whenever I'm home, I try to be with them. But when I hear that, I say, wow, okay, this, I thought I'm there, but actually I'm here. <laughs> so there's a huge gap for me to fill up. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's actually very sad because um, this happened not just to you, but many, many fathers who, you know, I, 
the, the only way I can understand this is that there are two different definitions of love. Uh, for fathers, you know, the at, back at that time, and maybe for many today, is that, you know, the way I love my children is to provide for them, to protect them, you know, and to do my best to give them, a, you know, as, as bright a future as possible, which means, you know, giving them the education. If, if you need tuition, I will, I will, you know, I will find the best tuition teacher for you and, all right. Uh, but for the children, the definition of love is very different. You know, yeah. to them, uh, if my if my father or my mother was there for me and to be with me and to read to me and play with me, all right, and uh, you know, do things with me, uh, that's love. You know, um, so when when the two are not meeting in terms of their definition of love, they do not have the same definition of love. You know, the father thinks that, you know, I'm already loving my kids, but the kids say, you know, no, you know, uh, that's to me, that's not what I need or what I want. And so they grow up with this, you know, this uh, gap in between of them. So I think one of the things I tell, you know, parents today is that we need to love them on their terms, not yes. on our terms. Yes. Right? And well, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that you have uh, begun to change yourself. But, you know, to be honest, I think it's uh, a little bit too late, right? <laughs> I think the same with many, many uh, couples, right? You know, if only they had done something a little bit earlier and, you know, the domino effect would have been arrested and, you know, their marriages would probably be able to be saved and yes. uh, spared the children from all the agony, you know, and all the sadness and all the stress. And, and if, if I only know that I do not know, <laughs> and I go out there to learn how to yeah. give a good, uh, uh, positive parenting. Then these things will not happen. <laughs> okay, let's fast forward to the divorce itself. So you know, I'm, I'm sure it came to a, a kind of a point of no return, or it came to another of those you know uh, moment where you knew both you and your wife knew that okay, this this is not going to work. Uh, although we have kind of pushed the divorce, you know. A, down the road a little bit, you know, hoping for something to, to to save the marriage, but nothing happened, and then you kind of decided, okay, it will end in a in a divorce. How did you did you do anything? Was it an intentional decision between you and your wife uh, to make it amicable? How how did it happen? Okay, let me backtrack again. Yeah, so I told you my kids uh, came to me with their feedback in twenty fifteen. Uh, I went into marriage counseling with my wife then from 2016 onwards. So uh, I'm not sure, 20 plus sessions we went through, yeah, uh, of hour and hour, an hour and a half. Some are, uh, are very revealing and uh, some are very emotional. <laughs> uh, so every time uh, that along the way, you know, it's a long time, about four years of uh, counseling uh where we patch up and then it happened again and patch up then it happened again yeah so uh so in uh 2019 she uh she asked four times for divorce yeah uh during the and every time uh, first time second time third time every time when she asked for divorce uh, i'll try to make it up i try to you know bring it bring the marriage together and so on big promises i will not do that again <laughs> it's not a matter of not do that again uh but uh, i try to be a better understanding uh husband and partner 
because uh, uh, I think a lot of things happened in the past, uh, which I can't change, right? So I just look forward. But things happen and we're back to normal when the past creeps up. So uh, on the third time, after the third time, I, I pray to God, you know, please give me a sign. If we are meant to uh, uh, to go separate ways, please give me signs. If we are meant to, uh, to to stay together, please help. Yeah. So so we went for a pilgrimage, small uh, Umrah pilgrimage. Then when she came back, uh, uh, when we came back, uh, she asked for the divorce for the fourth time. And thereupon, I know this is God's calling. So I I decided that okay, let's let's proceed with it. But before that, I was fighting to hold on and uh, to, 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 to hold on the marriage uh, for the sake of the 28 years that we are together and for the sake of the children. Hey listeners, Pax and I are very excited to tell you about something new that's happening. We have just started a book club and would like you to join us. There are vast amounts of knowledge and wisdom in books that are readily accessible to everyone. Reading is also a way to learn from experts in various fields. Not a reader? No problem. Follow our podcast and listen to the episode where Paks and I discuss and summarize a book or a portion of a book. We will use that as the starting point for our book club discussion. We will meet on the first Wednesday of every month. Go to our Instagram and Facebook pages to find out how to join. We'll see you there. And now, back to the podcast. So it seems that um, you mentioned just now earlier also that you uh, decided to uh, divorce your uh, partner because you want to uh, save uh, the children's, uh, as well as your partner's, uh, your ex-wife's uh, sanity and uh, uh, not having to go through right the, the trauma over and over again yes yes and um, the to the question of um you know you, you, both of you decided to make the divorce amicable right yeah so what what really uh, what what make it work what make the amicable divorce okay. work actually yeah i mean she she requests for the divorce yeah uh and uh, okay so i decided okay let's go our separate ways and probably it's better that way so inside me i feel very sad uh there's a moment that i cried there's a moment that i feel dejected uh angry uh because i felt that uh, all the resources time love whatever i put into the family and the marriage gone to waste then after that there's a realization in me that uh you know you know there's a saying the outer world will follow the inner world uh moving forward so i need to change inside me i can't change what's happening now or in the past so it's it's about changing my perspective here i here i am looking at her she spent 28 years of her life with me and with no one else raising five kids possibly on her own because i was uh, traveling quite a lot being an international facilitator and coach and and yeah so i decided okay if we were to go separate ways i wanted to do it differently from all the divorces i know to do it amicable yeah uh, so i told her 
okay, for the sake of the sanity, uh, your sanity, the kids' uh, emotional well-being, uh, let's be the best of friends after we separated. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and see and support each other. Yeah, perhaps uh, we cannot live under one roof. Uh, perhaps when we are separated, probably things will change. That was at that point in time, and it is true, Parkson, Hafiz. It is true. When we are when we are separated, we are living. I'm living with my mom now. Uh, the respect is there. We treat each other and we recognize each other's space. Yeah. So, but when we are married under one roof, as a husband, I take her for granted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's like you know. Okay, I'm, I'm your, I, I'm your husband. No, I own you, and all that kind of warrior mindset. Uh, uh, without showing respect, love, and space, and all that stuff. But when we are separated, it's two separate individuals. Uh, she's respecting me. I'm respecting her. We talk nicely. Uh, in fact, we talk like we were dating before. <laughs> yeah. So it was blissful, and 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 yeah. There's there's obviously certain activities that we do to uh, to to ensure that we are best of friends moving forward. Yeah, same person. One of the uh, and Hamley, One of the issues uh, to this amicable divorce uh, proposal that is being put up. Is that uh, the you know they they are afraid the authorities or some uh, people uh, uh, within this uh, debate uh, is afraid that we will be making uh, divorce easy or we are mm. trying to encourage divorce, right? So what do you think about it? I mean, uh, amicable divorce, no fault divorce, you know, because most of the time when uh, you know couples come together, you know, they start blaming each other. Uh, why uh, you didn't do this? You didn't do that. Is it you, you, you? You know, it's focus on the other person's fault. And lo and behold, you can find any fault, to, you know, uh, on the other person, right? Except your own. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? You know, will such a rule or law that it will be uh, introduced uh, I, I will think, encourage uh, more divorce? Yeah. Yeah, I think no, no fault divorce. Um, it's not wrong. I mean. There are, I mean, there are exceptional cases to anything, but I think in general, even in the case of adultery, let's say within within a married between a married couple, there was a case of adultery. Can you say that the one who committed the adultery is at fault, and he or she was the one who, you know, destroyed the marriage? I think uh, I don't think it's you. It's fair to say that because I think uh, the. Adultery happened because the marriage was already breaking down, and when a marriage breaks down, it's never hardly ever the fault of one party. Uh, it is the fault of both parties because yes. both parties are responsible to you know do what it takes to make the marriage work. You know you cannot have one person doing all the work and the other one just going on for the ride. Uh, marriage marriages will never work that way. So. I am kind of in favor of no fault divorce, but having said you know having said that, how do you minimize divorce? All right, and I think um, if if I had my way, this is what I would say. Uh, you know, I think if possible, marriages should end the way it began, right? By one person proposing, and the other person either accepting or declining. Isn't it? That's how a, a couple got married or get got engaged, right? 
usually it's the guy who proposes, you know, shall we get married, you know, uh, and then the girl would say yes or, well, I'm not ready, okay? So if divorce can happen that way where one, one party proposes, you know, I think we're not, it's not working out. I think we should go for a divorce, okay? Uh, and then the other, the other party will say either agree or disagree. Now, whatever the case, I think uh, the next step to do is to go and see a counsellor. Okay. Now, not a lawyer. <laughs> because once you go and see a lawyer, uh, your mind is already made up. Okay. And I think uh, divorce should only happen when both parties are agreeing. If both parties are not agreeable, then yeah, go and see a lawyer because uh, there has been uh, ed sufficient evidence to show that uh, couples who are thinking of divorce, or at least one party is thinking of divorce, and they go to see a counsellor and put divorce, take divorce off the table for six months and go and see a counsellor and try their best to work things out, there is about a 50% success rate. That means these couples actually succeeds in avoiding divorce all right so i think that that would be a better scenario okay that means you you give it your last shot with the help of professionals right to save the marriage because in most cases i believe personally i believe that all marriages can be saved yes okay? i, I right. agree and, with you Parkson. yeah so we uh, need to i think that that could be the way that we have an amicable divorce okay uh because you number one you don't go and see a lawyer number two you go and see a counselor right and you try to work it out until uh until both parties say yes okay and then when both parties say yes then the next step to do is to now talk about if you have children talk about co-parenting plans okay yeah. because your marriage might have ended but your role your role as father and mother parents to your children have not ended so you divorce from one each other, but you did not divorce from your children. But yeah. in today's, uh, what's happening today most of the time is that one parent, okay, is forced to be divorced from his or her children as a result of divorce. Yeah. So I think that that is not uh, that is not a good thing. I think the uh, uh, how you end should be how you begin. New Entity is a branding company. They are the ones helping to create a brand for WADT and digital media for all our social media platforms. We will not hesitate to recommend New Entity to anyone, whether you are running a business or a non-profit or starting a blog or podcast just like us. Its founder, Firdaus Amza, was on our podcast a few weeks back and here's what he said about business and branding. I like to compare it to business. It's, uh, it's as if it's two sides of the same coin, business and branding. You, you grow your business, you grow your brand at the same time. If you neglect your brand, your business will grow, but you know you have the, the flip side, which is not taken care of, and people will see it, and you are going to lose a lot of opportunity because you're not able to make the connection. In counselling, both parties must willingly, uh, sincerely go to the counsellor 
to try to save the marriage. If it's just one party, it will not work. For me, yeah, I mean, man has ego. Uh, why should I go to uh, uh, marriage counseling? It's not my problem. It's your problem. Yeah. So that was my thinking. So it took me a while as as the husband, as the head of the family, to really go down to the level that hey, you know what? I need help too. Yeah. But it takes time. Uh, now I'm on the other side of the fence. I can tell all uh, fathers, uh, husband out there. Yeah. Try your very best. Put your ego aside and try to reach out for help. Uh, even though you are as strong as you may see seen in, 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 the, uh, in the mirror, but uh, I encourage you, go for help uh, together with your partner. Because for what you know, your partner is also a willing partner who's asking or crying for help. Only when two parties are in the same wavelength crying for help, then it can be patched up. If it's one party only, and the other, the other party is forced to go for counseling, it's like, I told you so, blame, blame, you know, culture and so on. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah I think, um, no, why we talk about this amicable divorce? I mean, is it possible? Because it's, it's something that uh, maybe uh, is not being discussed. And uh, <laughs> not, not only that, that is, it is possible. I mean, Hilmi, you're an example. And we hope that uh, such an approach becomes a, a game changer, you know, in this divorce world, because uh, divorce is always seen as negative. It's been seen as something that affect the children and the social impact of divorce is uh, is far reaching, yes. you know, and, and it's important for us to, uh, you mentioned so many things about men having to uh, be more open to seek help. And this is a big issue. Uh, we men think, uh, you know, that we know everything, we're able to solve our own problem. I mean, we seldom sometimes uh, know how to express our emotions, you know, and then we, when, when we express, it becomes, you know, extreme, you know, becomes, uh, you know, sometimes physical. And, mm. and you know, the, the, that's how men is probably believe that uh, this is how, how we are made up. But it's not true, yes. right? We have, to, we have to learn how to be emotionally intelligent, right? Like, like what yeah. you have experienced. Uh, and realize that, you know... Um, Accept the fact that we have to overcome our ego. We yeah. have to go to the yeah. level where we accept that we do have uh, areas to improve. You know, you know what I face. I <laughs> about ego. I'm up there. I was uh, in. I was traveling all over the world as an international facilitator and coach uh, in leadership. I, you know, I'm teaching people leadership to big MNCs, well-known MNCs. But again, I thought I know what's leadership at my level. I was wrong. Yeah, there's a lack of self-leadership in me where parenting and where marriage is concerned. There's lack of uh, self-love as well in me for me to give love to others. So, so by the time uh, I, I realized that and tried to seek help, well, though, it's in a process at that point in time, but I'll say it was too late. I mean, I'm on the other side of the fence now, divorced. But I encourage all of those fathers and uh, partners, please save your marriage. Please save your marriage. Because uh, now I'm on the other side of the fence. I reminisce 
the old good times with me and my spouse, with my ex, me and my children. Uh, that is an afterthought, but you know, it's sense of regret, the sense of uh, what if scenario, how I wish I can turn back the clock, you know. Uh, but when you're in the midst of all those turbulence time, you don't you don't feel this way. You just want to get out of it. But when you are on the other side of the fence, when you mellow down, you get your senses back, your ego, your ego is one side. Then you started to feel the sense of loss. So, Emily, since you mentioned it, I want to ask you another question. Are, are you prepared one day to remarry your ex-wife? <laughs> I keep the option open, yeah? I do not know what's the future ahead of me, but I one thing for sure, I'm in the process of rebuilding my life, yeah? I'm in the process of rebuilding my life uh, uh, in all ways and means to be a better uh, father to my kids. I know I'm I'm not a good father to my kids, uh, even though they are uh, successful in their own ways, in studies and in careers. Uh, uh, but I need to be a better father to them. Uh, and I'm learning now, yeah? Uh, one thing I like to the audience to know, I, where I learned from Peter Sage, uh, we individually, we have our own movie. This is a metaphor. I have my movie and I want to be the star of my movie. My respective children have their own movie and they want to be the star of their movie. My wife at that point in time has their own has her own movie and she wants to be the star of the movie. The problem with me is that I push myself into their movie and I make myself star in their movie <laughs> and they keep on pushing back don't don't get into my movie i want to be my star you know don't don't come in papa you know so in reflection that's what i have been doing forcing myself if i understand this metaphor earlier on things will be different yeah i will step back and say okay uh let's support be a supporting actor to their movie but not be a star in their movie so well, I think I think that's a very good metaphor, but it can maybe be understood in a different way. Uh, when your kids are young, you know, all of you, you, your wife, and your children are all in one movie, all right, with yes. you and your wife as the protagonist. It means the main characters. Yes. But as yes. your children grow up, you know, as your children grow up, they begin to have their own script. They begin, yes, to, you know, their, their role be becomes more expanded, and perhaps. Um, they, each one of them will have their own sequel. That means, sequel means it's, it's a second or, you know, the follow-up to the main movie, the first one. So their lives will be a, more like a sequel to the main one, all right? With you, the parents, becoming more, of, like you say, the supporting actor and the child becoming the protagonist of their own movies. So I think that's maybe a, a way to understand it so that we understand what where our role comes in, where, do, where are we supposing to, you know, step back a little and let them take the lead right and just like star wars right star wars started out with luke skywalker as the main character but then subsequently there are many sequels and then you know some of the sequels han solo was the main character you know how how did han solo begin in the first place so that, that's i think that's maybe how we can see our lives uh, as much as they are meshed together but there's also that autonomy from one yes. another 
Yes, yes. So Himli, I I I'm uh I congratulate you uh, for for this transformation. I believe that it wasn't it wasn't easy. And also I would like to uh you know uh, uh so called you told us that you did something or doing something together with your wife. Yes. Uh, yes. Why don't you so, share a bit? Okay. So in 2018, <laughs> yeah. uh me and my wife decided to write a book. 2018 in the hope that uh will save our marriage. In fact, uh, this was the uh, it was a first project together doing something together. Yeah. Um but because of the dramas and uh, turbulence time between 20, 2018 to 2019, uh, we never kickstart the book. Yeah, we only did that uh, after the divorce, and we regrouped together. Okay, I and I told my ex-wife to say I think uh, we got a lot to offer based on our experience uh, to help. Uh, those people who are in the same situation as we were before do the things that we did not do and don't do the things that we have done yeah uh, uh, the the tips and tricks uh, so the name we wrote a book uh, we already uh, in a publisher hopefully will be out uh, first quarter next year so the title of the book can you guess <laughs> <laughs> what is okay, it must title, be interesting okay. <laughs> the, the title of the book is uh, is Kind of crude, but uh, screw it. I want my life back. Wow. It okay. was eight ways for having it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I started the book with how can you uh, change yourself first? Uh, you know, like I said earlier, the outer world follow the inner world. It's all start from within. Mm. Yeah. And then follow on with finance. Uh, follow on with relationship, follow on with your career, and then marriage, uh, parenting style, and create an environment, conducive environment for the family. So all these topics uh, are things that we have experienced, uh, the, the ups and downs, and we'll like to help uh, everyone out there. Uh, and hopefully the book uh, will be able to uh, save the marriage or at least save your relationship with your children. Oh, that that nicely will uh, 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 signal us to take a break on this topic, and probably the next time we meet you, we'll probably talk about your book. Will do. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if and, I can... and, and and one and it seems an amicable divorce seems that uh, oh people can get an easy way out to go for divorce. Uh, well, in the Western world, uh, yes, uh, divorce is like everyday affair. But it, it's not uh, it's, it's not uh, an easy thing uh, to let go something that you have cherished, something that you have put your heart and soul into it. If you ask yourself, why were you married in the first place? Why do you have children in the first place? Yeah, then uh, being divorced should not come easy. You should try to 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 uh, to to strive. To save your marriage as far as possible for the sake of uh, your partner who has also sacrificed their time their life with you uh, for the sake of your children and if so happen that you have no choice but to be separated separate on good terms for the sake of everyone involved and 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 with the amicable divorce 
you 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 said you said everyone think divorce should be a criminal should be fighting should be should be uh you know uh do not talk to each other do not see you for the rest of your life you know no so i celebrated this uh divorce because i celebrated the 28 years of marriage with my partner yeah and i celebrated the good time that i have with her and the children in fact we celebrated our first divorce anniversary in august this year <laughs> you know people people celebrate a marriage anniversary we tell our friends uh, oh i just celebrated my divorce anniversary now yeah, i believe is this not... is like part of the uh, healing process yes yes part so? of the healing process and it is it's about celebrating each other's life that uh, she has put 28 years i have put 28 years my kids have put uh, uh, their, their their lives uh, together with us in the M. so so yeah i mean uh, that's Maybe, a uh, just a suggestion uh, because celebrating your divorce anniversary might send kind of a wrong signal, wrong signal. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe what you should celebrating is the years of friendship yes, right? yes. So you you and your wife have known each other for many years you've been married for that many years so you know now that you're not no longer married but you're still friends so celebrate the number of years you have been friends i think that's maybe a, another way you can think about doing that but yeah. i we look forward to your book and uh we look forward to the I look forward to the next book, which is I Want My Marriage Back. Sequel, <laughs> <laughs> eh? Sequel, yeah. eh? All right. Well, thank you, Hamli, and uh, for sharing so openly, so candidly about your life experience and what happened to your marriage and all that. Uh, we wish you all the best, you and your ex-wife. Uh, we look forward to your book. We will be putting uh, more information about the book in our on our social media platforms so that people can check it out. All right. So yes. have a nice day. Okay. Thank All you, right. Paxton. Thank you, Hafiz, for having me here. Well, you've been listening to the WADT podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you have enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us so that you will not miss any future episodes. Also, do let fellow dads know about this podcast. If you would like to react to what you have heard today, just head to one of our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can email us at wearedads2 at gmail.com. Also, do let us know what you would like us to discuss in the future podcast episodes. Till the next time, this is Hafiz and Parkson signing off. <laughs>